Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 10 of Up in the Air. I'm Jake Nance, along with my co-host, Nick Nance. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, everybody. This is episode 10 of Up in the Air. And we have a lot of stuff to talk about. We're going to keep it short, keep it brief. But we're going to start with the Masters, obviously. It's that wonderful rendition from Jake. Correct. Of the iconic Jim Nance opening. That's right. To the Masters. Azaleas. <laughs> Pimento cheese. Pimento cheese. Whatever. Egg salad sandwiches. Georgia. Ge- Georgia peaches. Trees falling. Trees falling Everyone on greens. Heard it. And <laughs> yeah, I guess that answers the yeah. age-old question. Uh, if a tree's fa- a tr- fa- if, if a tree falls in the wood and there's a million people around. Someone almost dies, but no one dies. But no one dies, yes. Mm-hmm. Luckily, no one was hurt. Yeah. Um, but we're going to get into that. We're going to start with the Masters. Mm-hmm. And I was glued to my television as much as I could. That probably didn't feel very good. No, um, I actually was just removed from it today. Okay, good. Um, I'm glad you got out of the situation. Yeah, so it's I, a real I, sticky I, situation. I, I only used super glue, not like industrial. Oh, I would have used Gorilla Glue. Yeah, see, I, I just, you know. It I, was It was good golf, Nick, for about 30 holes. Roughly, yeah. And then weather weather and trees were just kind of both like, right. fuck so, you. So Friday, or excuse me, Thursday, when the Masters officially started and yep. opened, um, it was about 80 degrees, but it felt like close to 100 just because of the humidity and yep. just how hot it was there. Um, future champion, spoiler alert, John Rahm, when he started uh, round one of this year's Masters, he was, he four putt. The first hole. So he was yep. over by two to start the tournament. Start the hole, yep. And then he did the whole Michael uh, Michael Jordan, I took that personally, yeah. and just tore throughout the rest of the tournament. Not even just to turn the rest of that day. He finished seven under that day, which means he went nine under on the next 17 holes. Yes. Which is insane. Um, Brooks Kepka Brooks had quite a tournament himself. He actually led going into the final tournament. Um, yep. I was listening to the broadcast, and Jim Nance and all the other commentators were like, you know, if... Brooks Kepka doesn't turn things around tomorrow. He might be in trouble as he's sitting like two shots above John Rahm yeah. going into the final round. Um, Brooks Kepka, there's a stat where he was like, he didn't hit green in regulation. Um, he, he, it was something like he didn't hit the green in regulation for like the least amount of times as a leader in the tournament. So he was just not. Yeah, I mean, he. His approach was just not there this entire tournament. No, he hit seven under on the first day, too, as it did Victor Hovland. Yes. Hovland fell off, and then Rahm and Kepka just kind of... Kepka picked up pace I, right on the beginning of day two, I believe. Yes. And then after yep. that, he... I mean, he lost four strokes well, after that. because Kepka but, yeah. and Rahm weren't in the same grouping for day two, or mm-hmm. the second round, excuse me, because eventually the weather would come. Mm-hmm. You know? Friday, it was pouring. Yeah, because Kepka, Kepka got through Kepka day was, two before the weather went out. Kepka, he actually finished yes. round two on Kepka time. Kepka was able to finish his round before yep. they had to suspend play, yep. so he didn't have to golf again until later in the afternoon. I think like 1 o'clock or something on, like that. On, what was it, the third day? Saturday. Saturday. So, yeah, the days were the same. The rounds just kind of got mixed yes, up. Yeah. So, um, and then he only played, I think, like six holes on Thursday, and then he had to go out and play, what is that, like 32? Yeah. Or 30 on, on Sunday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I'm really happy for John Rahm. I'm really, uh, I'm really glad that it was him that it got the green jacket. I was, I've become a really big fan of him this year. Um, shout out Max Homa, but he was just not, not good. He's, no. he, this is the, definitely didn't bet on him. This is win. the second, ma- <laughs> 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 this is the second major in a row where, uh, Max Homa was just not it. He's been doing fine in like the, the regular PGA tour. Yeah. 
But for, also, the, for the big majors, he just hasn't been there. Also, what the fuck, Rory? Rory McIlroy, man, like he was my pick to win it this year, too. Yeah, I definitely he, didn't pick him in the he, Masters he pool just, I was in. <laughs> it's like it, there's 11 golfers. It was like take two of the top 10, uh-huh. and then like three of the next 15, three of 26 through 50, and then three at the bottom half. Didn't you take Will before he I went? also took Will Zalatoris, yep. So yeah. then I got stuck with Justin Rose, who actually did pretty well. He did, yes. Um, but then I took I took some guy as a Christian. I don't even know where they came up with this guy's name. I've never seen this name in my life, but it was hilarious. I, Christian Benzun did. I, I I cannot pronounce it, Nick. There were several, okay. right. several, several consonants. Right. There's a Z and a D. But I picked it because it was a funny name. And I was like, oh, who cares? <laughs> and then he wasn't even in the tournament. So I don't know where they got this name from. He had Ricky Fowler in there. Ricky Fowler as like the number 27 guy. He never even qualified. Right, yeah. Because they, so, they have a lot of the... Then I got the stuck world. with Bubba Watson. He sucked. Uh, that was just awful. That, that That's just... I'm I'm sorry for you. And no, it's okay. Um, John Rahm is that guy. Mm-hmm. Shout out Team Callaway. I, I'm, I'm on Team Callaway. I, have I think I have a Callaway hat. I have Callaway clubs. I, I'm too broke for that, but oh well. Yeah. I need new they, clubs. They've made clubs for. I've looked at Strata. Forty years. What Strata? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. Um, Phil Mickelson somehow made he he met with Father Time on Saturday and was like, "Hey, listen, tomorrow, let's just turn it back. Let's run it back. Let's run the ship back." It was actually the power of the Saudi princes, Nick. Probably. Yeah. They were like, hey, "Listen, if you like actually win this thing." Do you see how tan he looked? Yeah. Like, they gave him hundreds okay, of million well, dollars, and he was like, glow up. So, Liv, Liv, we're going to talk about this later for those of you that don't know, but Phil Mickelson is on a different tour than the PGA Tour, which is backed by Saudi Arabian oil riches. And they do a lot more international tournaments. Like yeah. They play in, obviously, Saudi Arabia, yeah, yeah. Mexico, Europe. Um, whereas with the PGA Tour, that's really only here for the yeah. most part. Um, they do have one or two, like they played in St Andrews last year. Well, yeah, I mean they go to they go to Scotland and England mm-hmm. and Ireland and stuff. But but Phil Mickelson is a major representative for this tour called Live L I V Live Tour. He joined it along with a whole bunch of other you know top world golfers. Brooks, Dustin Johnson, Brooks, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau. Oh, yeah. um, Cam Smith. He's on that tour. Mm-hmm. Bubba, Bubba, Bubba Watson's on that tour. Mm-hmm. Um, Phil Mickelson obviously won a couple Green Jackets years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always, if you win the Masters, you're always invited back. Yeah, yeah. But he was just good enough to make the cut anyway. On his I think own it's this a, year. What, what is it? It's like the top fifty guys in the world, and then if you win a tournament that year, yep. like that's your other. And then if you've ever won one, yes. And I think I. Um, you have it, to make the cut, obviously. But yeah, yeah, you're invited to participate in trying to get. Uh, yeah, there's something to it. There's some sort of rule. I don't know what it is, but it's like you have to be competitive. Like Jack Nicholas couldn't go out there and play now. No. Because he just wouldn't be close. But it's no. something along those lines. No. By the way, they, they I, did have him there. I though. love Jack Nicholas. He's looking. Old. He, yeah. Yeah. Not good. No. They should find someone else to do that. I mean, no. So, he can keep doing it, but yeah. like. So at the beginning, it was yeah. what? Gary Player. It was Jack Nicholas, And then, oh, what was his name? Uh, uh, there was the, there was a. Yeah. Arnie. No, not Arnold. I'm talking about this tournament on Thursday. Oh, to, yeah. I didn't, for the opening uh, yeah, yeah, ceremonies. Yeah, there was, Jack Nicholas was involved. And Gary Player was also there, who's also old, but looks so much better. Well, Jack Nicholas is like, do you want to hear something crazy? Sure, go ahead. In 2003, Tiger Woods and Jack Nicholas both finished in the top 10 of the Masters. <laughs> I think it's 2003. 
look that up because that's actually very interesting. That they both were in the top. That they 10. both were in the top ten in a Masters yeah. in this past in, millennium. In this, yeah, in this past century. Um, it might have been nineteen ninety eight. While you do that, I'm going to finish yeah. this. So Phil Mickelson turned back the clock twenty years, and he finished tied for second. He shot minus eight, like a sixty five, in the final round. Yeah, which was nuts. And um, you know, I grew up. I really appreciated Phil when he grew up. Um, I, he was my dad's favorite golfer when I was young too. Lefty, and then yeah, lefty. You know. Yeah, just, I have respect for him for that, but. Um, but some of the language that he used when they transitioned to live golf, uh, I kind of turned Big. out of favor with him. Big but turd. I mean, it is what it is. Um, we're gonna talk about live and PGA at the end of this segment. Agreed. Um, but someone that did not turn back the clock was Tiger Woods. Um, he had to with he had to withdraw from this year's tournament due to injury, and you could just tell. I mean, when he was warming up on Thursday, even they showed him he was. I mean, it was hot. Don't get me wrong, but he was sweating profusely. Yeah. He already had a limp. You know, it just he didn't look comfortable. He did make his twenty third straight cut. He did make his tw- so yes. He joins Fred Couples, who also there's some dog this year. Yeah. For some reason, there's someone else too. And, Fred uh, Couples and someone else. And but I don't remember Jack Nicholas. Uh, oh, okay, who yeah, that would make sense. Made 23 straight cuts of the yeah. Masters, and he joined that group this year with his 23rd straight cut, thanks to Justin Thomas um, getting a plus three in the second round. Shout out to you, JT. Um, I went, I don't know what happened with and JT. We're not talking Timberlake. Uh, we're not talking JT. Justin Timberlake, but Justin Thomas, like he he was such an up and comer. And, like, he's still a very talented golfer. Do not get me wrong. Like, I'm not trying to discredit, you know, where these guys are placed and all that. I think you should. But just, he does not, he just hasn't looked right ever since the Ryder Cup in 2021. It's just for something, for some reason, I just, I don't want to speculate. Um, But Tiger looks just done. I don't know. There's, he's, there's, he's got to do something different or just maybe transition to a commentary role or. I, I think it's because I think he. I think it's good that he continues to play just for the sport of golf. Right. Like the entire weekend, my dad and my grandfather just watched whatever group Tiger was in. It was different, obviously, because he had all that stuff he went through in the previous decade. Yeah. And then he he came back from his back injury, won the Masters in 2019. Yeah. But then he suffered that gruesome car injury. Yeah. Last year, where he almost lost. Where his he leg. almost lost his leg, the yeah. one that he was limping on. And yeah. I mean, he he was really turning his career around again when he won the Masters in 2019. Uh, just a quick editor's note. Let the record show it was the 1998 Masters. 1998 Masters. Nicholas finished sixth and Tiger finished tied for ninth. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but ever since that car wreck, he got in. And I'm really glad he's still with us because that was scary. If yeah. you don't know, look that up because, he, like we said, he almost did lose his leg. Um, he just is not anywhere close to... The caliber that we've expected of him, and people continuously expect of him. I mean, he's also forty-seven. So if you you calculate those things in with all the surgeries he has, and it's that it's. Right. I mean, golf is the one game where it's like age doesn't really it matter. It is, but these new wave of golf, the new wave of golfers, absolutely, are different. Yes. it's different than it was. All the training that goes in, like some of these golfers are just jacked for no. I mean, they're in terrific reason. shape. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Tiger is that too, still, but he's just not able to compete at the They're same athlete. level. Tiger changed golf in the fact that Tiger was an athlete. Yes. Right? And he just happened, golf was what he his passion, whether he had a choice or not. It was his passion. Yeah. Yeah. For and real. these 
these other guys are athletes. All these young guys coming up are athletes that just happen to be really good at golf. Speaking of young guys, yeah. Yeah, low amateur Sam Bennett from Texas A&M. Yeah. He played phenomenal. Yeah, so the, first, the beginning of the weekend, weekend was it was Kepka, Rom. Bennett was third after the second round, I believe. Victor Hovland also had Hovland himself was up the there. beginning of the tournament, but yeah. he fell off too. Just yeah, he as fell Brooks, off by round two. Just as Brooks did. But though it was kind of like that group of guys, and then Mickelson kind of elevated himself at the end. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't remember. There was someone else up there that's escaping me right now. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, Jason Day was up there yeah, pretty yep. early. Um, Cam Smith also, but they also... they all cut. Once the weather hit and everything just started to... John Rahm was just the... He was... It was kind of similar to Scotty Scheffler last year. I mean, there were inches of rain, which oh, is yes. a lot. You don't think about it like that, but um, we're used to thinking of you know snow in inches, yep. and that's like a more tangible thing we can view. Yep. But inches of rain... Is a lot. Is a lot. And there was a lot of inches of rain in Augusta, Georgia this past weekend. Um, that just made things a lot more difficult, but John Rahm was able to stay in it. He yep. was able to have a really great day um, that third round, whereas as the rain was coming down and as he was able to finish How, his second yeah. round and start his third, the the weather just didn't really seem to affect him, and no. I think that's what kept him in. Yeah. And then he made some incredible shots the final day to Correct. solidify it. Yeah. I mean, he was... I would say he was by far the most consistent throughout the entire tournament. Yes. Yeah. He was, what, plus four-something to win? He was amongst the favorites. It was Rom, Rory, Rom, Scotty. Rory, Scotty. They were all around plus 700 or so. Yes. Between five, I think they were all, all around 750, 850. I think Scotty Scheffler was technically the favorite going in, and Rory and Rom were both tied around 750, depending on the, at least the sports book I saw. Um, yeah, I mean, it... it He's one of the best players in the world. He has been for the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, it's cool to see him to win this. Very cool. Very humble guy. He yep. talked about every year after the Masters Champion, they bring him into the clubhouse, and they talk about their reasoning for you know their success. And I really liked how John Rahm answered. It's like, I take credit for the history that I was able to be a part of. You know, he, he grew up idolized. I forget his name. There's a Spanish golfer who also won a green jacket that... It was like 40 years ago to the day that, oh, really? that John Rahm won his, that his idol growing up in golf. Oh, Savi uh, Ballesteros? Yes. Yeah, he's yeah. extremely famous for it. So yeah. he he has a very close relationship. Sergio Garcia? Uh, that, him too. Yeah. Um, they all have a very close relationship with each other. Um, just, you know, national pride in your country and all that. Jacob. Sorry, I'm um, drinking. <laughs> so, Not alcohol, but I'm drinking. I really appreciated how John Rahm was just so humble in his in his speech and you know credited, you know, those that came before him and the history of the so, game. Yeah, I mean it's a part of Spanish culture. Yes, absolutely. Um but to finish up this Masters reaction, I guess, segment we want to call it. Correct. Um, because spring is here. A lot of people view the Masters as, you know, the official start of spring and whatnot and my allergies would agree. Jake's allergies would agree. <laughs> I've already golfed twice since the Masters. Yo, sick so. rag. Hey, sorry, guy. Um, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Little money bags more over here. Oh, stop. <laughs> um, so, with the Masters being done, the Live and PGA guys go their separate ways for a little while. Um, until, until the You know, the whole, open. like, month, basically. Until the month open. Month and a half, yeah. Right. So, they, they split and go their separate ways. A lot of the media members this weekend were trying to push up this hatred between Liv and PGA. And a lot of the guys, I mean, obviously, there were some, or, like, one or two. Mostly you know, just Greg Norman. Mostly just Greg Norman, who yeah. was trying to poke, poke it. Yeah. But 
you know, a lot of these guys were just like, you know, it's nice to see them. You know, we we all know of our decisions. Like, it's not anything to hide. Did Patrick Reed throw teas in anybody's face this week? I don't know. God, oh, I he was up there too somewhere. Yeah, he, he finished, he finished top ten. He finished top ten. Stupid butthead. I I don't like Patrick Reed. No, um, most people don't. I actually can't name a person that does. You know, a lot of people say I look like Patrick Reed, <laughs> and I just don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Um, I used to. People say I used to look like Patrick Reed before I lost weight. Physique-wise, yeah. Physique-wise. And you have the redness in your cheeks a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Well, I also got burned a little bit yeah. today. Okay. But um, they go their separate ways for a little while, and it's you know quite the stalemate. Um, you know, you just... The media trying to push this hatred, I get it. Like, it... It's been talked it about. Sells. It's been talked about for a year or two now, ever since the live was formed. Hate is my favorite emotion, so I feel and like... you know I just you know I'm glad there was nothing that came to blows or something stupid that you know could have ruined the integrity of this great tournament for this great game that hundreds of thousands or millions of people appreciate across the world, you know because you know golf is an expensive sport. Yep, obviously. But it's also one of those sports. Like, I view golf as, like, an international pastime because you have people from a variety of different countries. Yeah, I mean, it started in Europe. It was a big thing in Scotland. Right. I view golf the same caliber as, like, fighting, fighting sports, you know, being just such an international barrier breaker. Yeah. You know, not obviously there's the expenses involved and, you know, you have to have talent. You want to have the drive to want to play the sport because it is hard. But, you know... Golf just really brings people around the world together. And now that there's, you know, more than one prominent tour, you know, there's more opportunities for guys to be involved and, you know, make golf a living. So I appreciate how they're two. Um, I obviously, I I follow the PGA more. That's just how. I don't like team golf. Team golf is weird. Very weird. It is very weird. Yeah. But there are a lot of guys in Live that are very talented. And they shouldn't be discouraged against because of joining Live, just yeah. because you know they are still talented. Yeah, I mean, I'll be straight up. I'm and, mostly a majors guy anyway, so the, it's like I see all of them regardless. Right. I couldn't care less. The Live guys, you know, people were gonna say, oh, they weren't gonna do nothing this tournament. Brooks Kepka led for two out of the four rounds. Let's, it's not two and a half. Let's just be honest, Nick. If someone came to you and said. Hey, I know you're really good at this profession, but if I pay you to travel the world I and pay I pay you ten times as much of what you're making, and you you save a you work one last day a week, right. what are you gonna say? The live tour made the PGA tour pay their players more, which mm-hmm. I think is just fair yep. because they bring in millions of dollars every single tournament, every week. weekend. Yeah, yeah. They bring in millions of dollars, both leagues. Isn't it hard to believe that Augusta's prize money is only eighteen million Jake, like total? They so. Prize isn't money? like the the whole pool. The whole pool is eighteen million. That's what I'm so. saying. Isn't that kind of crazy? Because it doesn't not, seem like it should be more. Right. Well, the fiftieth place person gets thirty seven thousand dollars. Oh yeah, I wouldn't complain about it. No, but you, you miss know, the cut, you probably make eighteen k. There, there's other tournaments where the cut is, you know, the, around the same, but the pool is maybe a little bit larger just because it's you know a much more sponsored event. Augusta does their own marketing. I guess that's fair. They yeah. do their yeah. own pool. No, right? that's fair. Yeah, yeah, there's no there's no external sponsors really. There's nothing. No. No, that makes right. yeah, they that makes more sense. Augusta only spon- works with six sponsors. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, other tournaments on the PGA Tour, for example, you know, the Waste Management. Yeah, I didn't really think about it that um, way, but the like Arnold Palmer the Fortnite brand, Open. Right. The Arnold, the Arnold Palmer brand sponsoring an entire one uh Honda, the Honda Classic down in Florida. You know, all these tournaments have huge sponsors, so the pool might PlayStation. be PlayStation. Yes. Um, but 
it is what it is. You know, they every tournament that makes brings, sense. brings in money, and these golfers are getting paid like it. And yep. I, I'm happy for them, obviously. But jealous? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Same. Yeah. <laughs> but that's enough for the Masters, Jake. We're gonna. I mean, we don't really have to talk too much for more golf here. Pretty recently. No, or pretty coming up. You, you know will get, I mean? yeah. We'll talk about majors. We'll keep, if there's anything notable, we'll talk about it, obviously. But it'll yes. mostly just be majors. On to other prominent news, Jake. The NBA playoffs are officially here. We yes, know this. We know the seating. We know how the play-in tournament's going to work. We're we saw some teams make it that were a little surprising. Shout out you, Chicago. And there are some teams that are not in there that. Do make a lot of sense. Yep. Shout out you, Detroit. 17 wins. Poverty. It's not solid. Yeah. This is a very good season. You think you and I could like be starters on the Pistons? I think I could. St- in the words of LeBron James, I'm better than like <laughs> half the players in this league. Shit's lightweight hilarious. Le lightweight? You didn't hear him? Le lightweight? Yeah, that can be his name. That, yeah, that could be that can be his name. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's... I- Playoffs are here, Jake. I have elite handles, so it's possible, but uh, my height might be a problem. My lack of jumping. <laughs> also, my lack of shooting ability. Um, my vision's top-notch, but right. my ability to pass is a whole different story. I think what we should do, Jake, is start with the Eastern Conference, User. and then we'll go to the West and talk about it. But first, before we do the teams that made it in, there's one specific team that is just utterly... I'm just so confused as yeah. to how they are not in here. The Dallas Mavericks yeah. missed out on the playoffs. They sure did. And they finished with a 38-44 and 44 record. They were... I forget where they were in the standings when they traded for Kyrie. They were up there. They were like four or they five. They were four or five. They were, they were in the mix. I mean, they still only ended up two games out of the play-in. Right. And like three or four games out of the playoffs. But they were... Thoroughly in the middle of the mix. But with those expectations, I mean, the Mavericks have been they made the Western Conference Finals, climbing through the playoffs the past couple of years. Like they had that bubble run, and then they were in the Western Conference Finals last year. Western Conference Finals last year, yeah. and then obviously they lost. But you know, this year, you know, you expect, hey, let's go get Lucas some help, but let's trade away the entirety of our locker room for someone who turned out to be a little bit of a cancerous, yeah, being. In, uh, in that Dallas locker room in Kyrie Irving. Um, they they went negative record-wise when yep. he was there. Yep. Luka and, when Luka and Kyrie played on the same floor together, they were like, what, 12 and 14, I think I saw? Yeah, I haven't seen uh, Dallas Which, guards miss that many wide-open shooters since 1963, Nick. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Dallas guards, they, uh, they, left, they left a couple wide-open holes. Yeah. For the first time since some unforeseen windows, nineteen sixty-three, they couldn't they couldn't guard the wide open shooters. Not even a little bit. <laughs> no, it's just terrible, you know. Because the Mavericks, I mean, th- it seems like they were just a, a budding fan base as well. Like yeah, just people like younger kids want to follow Luca. Yeah, you know, younger kids want to be involved. With yeah, the also Dallas shout out to Luca for making offensive lineman numbers cool. Right. Just- Casual. Casual. Yep. Just like what? What's his number? 60? 77. 77, yeah. right. I thought oh. it was 67. No, because no, he, he was seven in Spain and then... Correct. Yeah. Correct. Um, but, I mean, Dallas shit the bed at the end. And they yeah, are what's now, funny is that... They're now shitting in their bed watching the playoffs like the rest of us. And the funniest part is the Nets didn't lose any ground. No. They were the sixth seed when this happened. They got some solid play. Michael Bridges has been playing great for Spencer the Nets. Spencer Dinwiddie is just the perfect locker room mm-hmm. guy. 
Right. You all time elite goatee too. By the way, like his yes. goatee is just pristine at Correct. all times. Yeah. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie, he had some remarks also earlier in, well, towards the later half of the se- later half of the season. Yeah. Talking about like legacy and how like if you aren't like LeBron, yeah, like w- people aren't going to remember you when you're done. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think obviously I'm just you know putting a pin in it mm-hmm. because we're not really going to talk about that stuff yet because yeah. we're going through the playoffs and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. But you know, this matters to a lot of these guys, and I think that's also a reason why. Luca himself to tie this back in. Luca is so frustrated. Yeah, is because he wants to have a legacy. Yep. like the greatest of the game. Well, it's because he's one of the best players in the game. He's one of the best players. Oh, yeah, he's showcased that talent. And the Dallas, the Dallas Mavericks have done nothing to support him. Mm-hmm. Um, they went and got him Kyrie, which I guess sure, fine on paper. Good right. move. Good move on paper. I, I understand that. So we talked about it like it was going to be a really good thing when it first happened. Yes. Because I think, I believe it happened like right as our first episode came out. Right around your yeah. tree deadline. The beginning. Yep. So I mean the... Um, Early January. Yep. Um, I think the, I think the idea of it's good because the Mavs haven't done anything significant to prove to Luka that they can build around him. Yep. And I think all they were trying to do is be like, listen, we're here to win. Let's get you somebody that we think can help you win. Talent-wise, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. We know what type of person Kyrie is, at least. Well, I guess we don't technically, we don't technically know, know the person that Kyrie is. But we know... His track record. His track record shows that he's not terrific in the locker room because everywhere he goes, everything kind of crumbles apart. Whether when, it's him or not, we have right. no way to know, but it, I, I think it's a little more than a coincidence. When Kyrie was the number two, or even number... You can argue the number three guy in Cleveland. Number two. As much as I love Kevin Love, no, I was like you can yeah. you can argue yeah. that Kyrie still being young like that yeah. when they won in twenty sixteen. Yeah. I mean, yes, I wish Kevin Love stayed with the Timberwolves because he was a fucking monster. Yeah, and this career stats he would have. But anyways, but so Kyrie being a number one, or even in this case now a number two in Dallas, just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Everything that so, he's touched has crumbled. But besides the, the Celtics, that's the problem, though. It's like, but even the Celtics, they the crumbled. Celtics they got, were bad. The Celtics got better without him. They were bad. They traded. They made the conference finals before he got there with Isaiah Thomas. Yes. And then they swapped him. They swapped him, and, got and they worse. got significantly worse, despite they, having the same really good players. And then they added Tatum and Brown, or were they there already? Brown was already there. They added Brown, Tatum. Brown was there for yeah. the Kyrie year. Yeah. But then Tatum got drafted the late, the year, the year right, right. after yep, yep, yep. when Kyrie was gone. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of like, I like to think of it, very two different situations, obviously. But think of it as, like, losing someone that you knew was going to be trouble and your team got better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just, I'm just disappointed in the Mavericks. I don't know how they're going to turn this around. Um, I don't know who their free agents are. I don't know anything about the Mavericks right now. Um, oh, because all I know is they gave up a lot of draft capital and a lot of solid players. They Yes. And so I think that's going to hurt them, and I think Luka is going to leave eventually. Just calling it now. I just, uh, he, I they already it. said that they're terrified that he's ready. To, he's going to be ready to oh, leave next, year, next that he, year. That he's not ready to leave yet, but he is frustrated. Yep. So I think this is this is their kind this of This is the make or swans, break year. Yeah, it's their swan song. This was already their make or break year, to be honest with you, because you expected you have such high expectations for a Western Conference Finals team, mm-hmm. and now they're at home watching the playoffs just like the rest of us. And speaking of those, we're gonna start talking about those teams too. Um, Jake, our 76ers play the Nets. Yes, which is gonna be a good series. Which, yep. Yeah, um, I think they can get through that. They will. They will. 
I would be a lot more worried if KD was on the Nets yes. and like it was the previous Nets. But I, as good as Jared Allen is, we have Embiid. We have Embiid, right? Um, the Sixers, I think they did really well. What worries the me Nets is Harden too. Oh, also weird tidbit about the Harden Sixers. hasn't been scoring. No, but he led the league in assists. He led the league in and assists. And Embiid led the league in scoring. Yes. They were the first pair of teammates to do those two things right. in 41 seasons. Embiid led PPG and uh, Harden led, led APG. APG. Which, and Maxi's averaged 20 games since he's been back. Mm-hmm. Harris has been thriving in the four role. He's not, he's not he hasn't right. scored as much as he has been, but he's been playing well. He also the team is playing well. Have you noticed how with Tobias Harris, he hasn't been letting up as many points mm-hmm. at the four? Mm-hmm. He's a much better defender at the four. Yes. He's not laterally quick enough to play the three, which no. is why I'm glad they went and got Jaden McDaniels. Yes. Um, and got, because he can score a little bit. Exactly. Jalen? Jalen McDaniels. Jalen McDaniels. Okay, not Jaden McDaniels. Jaylen. He's the one that punched the wall with Timberwolves and broke his hand. Yes. Jalen McDaniels is... His damn names. He used to be on the, what, the he Hornets? Was, he was from the Hornets, yeah. And uh, But there's Jaden McDaniels. He's the, one that punched McDaniels. he's the one that punched his hand. We're going to talk about that yeah, later. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Uh, um, but, no, they, they have a... They have one of the best rosters in the NBA. I'd say that... I still think Joel Embiid should win the MVP. Uh-huh. And not only do I think that, but... It started to turn around nationally. I mean, like, look at all of the players that came out and said it. Right. Draymond Green, mm-hmm. Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, all of them came out and were like, yeah. he's one of the best players in this league. He could have won it the last couple years. Look right. at the way he's playing. How can you not give it to him? He's won back-to-back scoring titles. He's done things that we didn't think we'd see from a center at this. He's just also, uh, he had the greatest Joel Embiid quote of all time. Did you see about how he learned how to shoot? Oh yeah, like oh watching white guys. Uh, yeah, shoot he said there's. Degrees. He said there's always some middle aged white guy in and one shorts, just or Everlast shorts, just like walking around a gym, and his form is always just crispy. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was like, I. This is why we like. He's like, I know it's a stereotype and all, but it's the truth. Right, and they. So the 76ers, We're gonna obviously talk more. Just like our college coverage, we're yeah. gonna talk about this more. Throughout the playoffs, the games will already have started by the time we record our next episode. Yeah, so by the time this comes out on Tuesday, um, the plans will start on Tuesday. The plans will start. So by the time um, we record, the yeah. everything will be set and we'll we'll be through a couple games. Eastern Conference seating. We're just going to run through that real quick. Uh, the Bucks are number one. Wagon. Celtics are number two. And the 76ers are three. And the Cleveland Cavaliers are number four, which they have a series against the New York Knicks, who are number five. Which I think is the most underrated playoff matchup. This It'll be a terrific series um, this season. I think Cavs Bucks would be a really good series too. Right. So then, obviously, the top four seeds in the East are four of the probably four six best teams in the NBA. Right. The Eastern I would, Conference. I would take are the be... top four of the East, even though record wise, yeah. um, the the West has the better. No. Okay. The Nuggets would be like a three seed in the West and the East. Yes, you're right. I'm sorry. No, let's not get this. Let's not get this going, Jake. No, let's not, not get I, this going. I didn't get anything. <laughs> I know. It's I know. not my fault. You're never right. I don't know what you want me to do. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know that's not true. <laughs> the Nuggets would be the four seed in the. In yes, the East. they would. Yeah. All right. All right. We're gonna move on now before you get me going. And the Cavs would be the two seed, but I would still take the Eastern Conference games over the West. All right, moving on. Yeah, we've talked about that. I know. We agree. We agree. The <laughs> Eastern Conference play. God, you got me riled up. I love you. I love you too. Number eight, Atlanta Hawks play the number seven Miami Heat in the first Eastern Conference playing game. Yep. And the winner of that goes on to play number two, Boston. Yeah, they'll be the seven seed. Yep. And, and then the Bulls and Raptors play. The Chicago Bulls, who are one of the playoff teams of all time, are playing in Toronto, and the winner 
Um, the winner of that visits um, the Hawks. So how does that work exactly, Jake? Okay, so 7 and 8 play. Winner yep. gets the 7 seed. Mm-hmm. 9 and 10 play. Winner, winner plays, of 9 and 10 plays, plays the, loser the loser of 7 and 8. Seven and the eight. winner of that game becomes, the, becomes the 8 seed. Yes. Correct. Okay. Right. So, so it's a quote-unquote tournament, but it's kind of like the old-school all-star baseball like correct. double elimination. So somehow, some way, the Chicago Bulls could somehow make their way into like, the They'd next They'd have to round. beat the Raptors, and then I'm going to assume the have, Hawks they because would have to, I think the Heat are going to stomp the I, Hawks. But. Yeah, they would have to beat the Raptors and then the Heat. Or the Hawks, excuse or me. Or the loser of that game. Yeah. Loser of that game. So they'd have to play the Hawks. And then, then, Jake. They'd play the Bucks. They'd play the Bucks. <laughs> whoever just, wins this, whoever becomes AC is getting swept by the, by a, the absolutely. Bucks. Absolutely. Yeah. The Bucks turned it on the second half of the season. I mean, the Bucks and Celtics are the best two teams in the NBA. The, the, the Sixers having to play the Celtics in the semifinals worries the hell out of me. It does. Ju- not unless, that I, not unless that I'd rather somehow, play the Bucks. Unless the Heat somehow turn around against the Celtics. Yeah, no. But I don't see that happening. No, it's the. I think the top four seeds come out of the East. Yep. I think the Knicks will give the Cavs a couple games because the Knicks have played really well. I just, I don't think they're on that level yet. Right. Brunson, but Brunson has been fantastic the second half of this season, and so is Julius Randle. So you never know. But the cat, the other four teams have like the four best starting lineups in the NBA. I would agree. Are, are pretty damn close. Pretty damn close. I mean, the Sixers and Cavs probably have the two, and Celtics there probably have the three best. There is less parity in the East yeah. than what we're about to be talking about in the Western Conference. The West is wide open. The West is, yes. I concur. I agree, Jake. You're so smart. You're well, never wrong. As my dad always says, I'm really smucking fart, you know? <laughs> we're going to start with the uh, the seating, right? So yeah. the Denver Nuggets are number one. And they have not looked like a number one team to end this season. They've been the best team in the West all season, but yes. yes. They I mean, haven't looked like a number one team, just like how the Bucks have. Right. The Bucks went on a tear in the middle of the season and kind of took over and dominated. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, Memphis, Grizzly, Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies. Yep. Which I believe Stephen Adams is out. Stephen Adams until is out. Until further notice. Until, yeah, which is unfortunate for them because that's... Uh, if they have to play the Lakers and they don't have Stephen Adams... Right, it's it's lunchtime for Anthony Davis. Anthony I know this will have Jaron Jackson feast. and all that, but and he's one of the best interior and defenders in the NBA. I think the but. I think the Lakers are going to be able to get there too for reasons yeah. we're going to talk about soon. Um, the Kings are number three, Jake. Light that beam. Yeah, first time being in the playoffs for sixteen years. Shout out Kevin Herter, yes, former Mister New York. Uh, Phoenix Suns number four. Mm-hmm. They had a also ginger decent season. The Suns were, so, I mean, Chris Paul missed a lot of time. Yeah. Kevin Durant didn't really play much. Um, so they play the Phoenix Suns number yep. four. They play the number five Los Angeles Clippers in the next round. Yep. And um, so I think, I think the Western Conference. I think, I think the Nuggets will take care of whoever they play with the eight seed. Yeah. But outside of that, I think the other three series are all going to be. Fairly tight, and I really think anyone can win them. I think if the Lakers get the seven seed, as much as we rag on the people, uh, rag on the Lakers, I think they are good enough to beat the Grizzlies, and they have been playing well, well enough as of late. They started the, cohesive, yeah, like, yeah, and the Grizzlies together. have been on a decline. They've dealt with a lot of crap. I think Dylan the Clippers Brooks are the become, better Los Angeles team. Yes, oh, 100%. 100%. I think Clippers-Suns is going to be great. And the Clippers did what they had to do. They won their final two games to get that number five seed. Clippers-Suns features... What four of the top fifteen players in the NBA? Yep, yep. I would say completely. I mean, that's, four All NBA caliber. That's players. a prime time. Yeah. And Chris Paul, Western Conference 
um, seeding. And the, the Golden State Warriors are number six. So I look forward to Warriors Kings. I feel really bad for the Kings. Like the That's Warriors have be been my... very bad on the road, and and this could just be bias. I, I'm not going to bet against the Warriors until they give me a reason not to. The Warriors have just been there, and they've done mm-hmm. that. You know? And I believe Wiggins is coming back soon. They haven't had him. Mm-hmm. I believe he's supposed to come back soon. They've been there, done that. They, as much as I like the Kings and the Kings roster, and I like Mike Brown. Mike Brown coaches the the, the, the Kings. Kings. Yeah, I almost said Mike Woodson, but that's Indiana. That's Indiana. Yeah, Mike Brown. I like Mike Brown. I like what they've done. The Kings have a really, really talented roster, and we want to talk about good starting fives. They also have one of the best starting fives in the league. They've just played well all year. They have a together. couple All NBA caliber players. Kevin uh-huh. Herter took a big step. Um, Harrison Barnes has been consistent as ever. But Demontis Sabonis just yeah yeah Sabonis and Fox and Fox yeah. has hit a lot of big shots this year. Yeah. Sabonis yeah. has done things that only Wilt Chamberlain and Nikola Jokic have done. He Which averaged, is nuts. Average seven assists. I uh-huh. also believe he averaged nineteen and ten. Like he and he's been doing this for several years. It's just now the team he's on is talented. Right. Um. But the Kings. I mean, if I if, think that'll be the series to watch. If you were to ask a Kings fan, yeah. or just I mean, let's hypothetically say at yeah. the beginning of the season, if you think the Kings are going to make the playoffs, where do you think they're going to be? Oh, the ten seed. They're going to be in the play-in tournament. They are number three. Yeah, I mean. I, Best case scenario is maybe they get six, seven, eight. I no one thought they were gonna be a top five seed. Um, I don't know if they won their division. I think they did. I don't think they're in the Nuggets division. I think they won their division. Uh, I think it's Sacramento, Phoenix. Because isn't Dun- Denver in like Mountain or something? Let's yeah. Let While me you just, do that, I'm gonna continue talking to you because yeah. we're trying to keep this episode a little bit shorter. Yeah. Um, we're going to move on to the play-in also for the Western Conference. And what we were, what I got so worked about earlier, Jake, we're going to bring this back. They did win their division. Because we would agree that we would take the top four in the East mm-hmm. over the rest of that field, obviously, yep. which makes sense. But I think the bottom of the Western Conference is a lot stronger than the bottom of the Eastern Conference. 100% I would agree. The, the difference is, is that any I, I thoroughly believe there's six teams in the West that are good enough to make the finals. The Los Angeles Lakers are at number seven, and they play the number eight Minnesota Timberwolves without Rudy Gobert. Boo. And the winner of that goes on to play the Memphis Grizzlies. People don't like Rudy Gobert, Nick. Well, I mean, he. we talked about legacy earlier. Yeah. He's the one that's always going to be tied to the bubble the and COVID. the shutdown. Yeah. You know, because he was the first player, the first prominent player to have been like, "Hey, like I got COVID." Yeah, but he also like was touching microphones. Right, he made a joke, about making it. a joke. Of, yeah, yeah. Um, number nine, New Orleans Pelicans versus they dropped. They dropped. They fell off. Zion hasn't played since like January. No, they said he's not going to play in the playing tournament. It's right. like, and they just extended him. He's he is fleecing the Pelicans. Oh my god! I still go back to that video of. Um, their draft room mm-hmm. when they were they when they won the lottery mm-hmm. that year because everyone was like oh no it's gonna be the Knicks yeah the Knicks are gonna get the number one pick Imagine. but no it was the Pelicans that got the number one pick after they got rid of um, Anthony Davis Anthony Davis yeah. they're like oh my god oh my god we got Zion oh my god let's go crazy and then he's just fleecing them yeah they're just a joke I mean even when they had Anthony Davis he won them like one game as an eight seed but they uh-huh. they. I, mean, I don't know Brandon what Brandon Ingram's been playing really well they have some they have a solid roster right. Um, but that's the, but this is what it comes down to, Nick. We talked about this weeks ago. There's so much parity in the NBA. Yeah. 
that everyone has a pretty solid roster. Speaking of, number 10, Oklahoma City Thunder yes. are in the playoffs. Go Thunder. Shout out to San Preston. Number 10 in the West would smoke number 10 in the East. Like, oh, easily. The Bulls being a playoff team doesn't make sense, but the no. Oklahoma City Thunder finally getting Shout back in there. Shout out to Shea Gilgis Alexander. There you go. Shea Gilgis Alexander. SGA. Shout out to SGA. Shout out to SGA. The longest name to ever be put on a basketball jersey. He led the Oklahoma City Thunder to a playoff berth. This year, and the winner of the nine and ten would play the loser of the Lakers Timberwolves, which I think are going to be the Wolves. Bold take. Lakers get the seven seed. I think the Thunder get the eight seed. Word. And they take the Nuggets to six. Whoa. All right. That's going to blow up in my face when they that's lose gonna, the Pelicans by forty. That's going to absolutely but blow. I tried. Up in my face. Um, I'm in the hot take business, Nick. I don't know what to tell you. Also, the Jazz fell off. That was funny to start the, the season. The Jazz fell off. Wasn't that funny to start the season? They yes. were like the three seed, 30 games in. We're mm-hmm. like, look out for the Jazz. Look at Laurie Markin. And then everyone was like, well. Right. Also, they made their jerseys worse. They made them as terrible as they possibly they could made be. It, they made it like, um, what's it called? Like millennial minimalist it, It's in a It's way. like if you. The if, colors are kind of cool. I prefer. But I don't. Mind. I prefer the old jerseys. Yeah, they the were Donald just like Mitchell they're like. Era. What can we do to make it look like you made this in a a season in two K? Right. Just like when you're quickly just trying to make the jerseys so you can start playing. I think the Jazz with their old. You remember the ones where it was like a more like a red and like salmon ish color with Utah across the front. You you remember the one I'm thinking of? Salmon. Uh, no, it's the. Uh, you talking about the City Connect where it's like different colors? It looked like Dig yeah. Dug. Yeah. Yeah, it was like Dig Dug colors. I did not like those. The purple ones are I'm looking, classic. I'm the purple with the mountains. This one right here. That one. Yeah, yeah. I loved that uniform. It's the one where it's just like the white lettering with Utah across the Yeah, yeah those are... And uh, it's like the sunset. Yeah, for some reason I associate it with Dig Dug, and I don't know quite why. Okay. But yeah, it's the, the Pantones, the mountain Pantones. Right. Scaling the, down. Yeah, and I, I really love that color scheme. I'm a big fan of the purple, the mountains, the Stockton throwbacks. Oh, that's, that's, I those mean, are classic. We're looking at a, a picture online of the New Jersey's this year. Look how ass these are. The New Jersey's this year where it's just literally... Black and yellow black lettering. Black and Utah. yellow lettering Utah. Yellow Whereas and black lettering. It doesn't even jazz. say jazz anymore unless you look at the yellow version. And then the white one is literally just their stupid symbol. Right. And I, I, that's their, their whole team just fell off. And that was jazz talk. That was enough jazz talk for yeah. the year. Um, so we'll, we'll get into a, want to do a quick prediction, Nick, on who we, what we think the finals will look like? We can save that, Jake. Uh, but I think the we games s- will just start. I, that's fine. We'll, st- we'll do it next week. We'll do it next week. Yes, Dad. We're going to, well, okay. You know what? Fine. Go ahead, Jake. No, Go. Yes. Give me your prediction. I don't Who, want to. I who's going really to win the West? Who's going to win the East? Uh, the West will be, uh, I didn't really think this through, Nick. Well, you wanted it. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. Sixers. Sixers we'll out of the East. Yep. Love it. Sixers, Nuggets. Sixers, Nuggets in the finals. Sixers, sweep. <laughs> Suck it, Justin. <laughs> Sixers, sweep the Nuggets in the finals. Joel Embiid averages 52. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Harden makes a three a game, which is something he's never done in the playoff. I series. think the Sixers are going to win in seven in the Eastern Conference Finals over the Bucks. Um, I think it's going to. They're going to also win in seven to get over the Celtics to get there. Um, so they're going to make it out of the East. Do you totally my, unbiased here. Do you want my way. actual real prediction? In a minute. Okay. Let me. Uh, in the West, um, I wouldn't count. I wouldn't ever count the Warriors out. No. But just to be completely fair and honest, I guess. Um, I just... I I think it's also going to be the Nuggets. Yeah. It's just... I don't see a team in the West, unless something drastic happens. Like, I could see a Warriors-Nuggets on um, semifinal or yeah. final. 
which would be super entertaining. Yes. And but I think it's also going to be Sixers Nuggets for real. Yeah. But go ahead. No, for real, I think it'll be Celtics Nuggets, and the Celtics will win five. Gotcha. I think this the Celtics will beat the Sixers in like five or six. I wouldn't. And I, don't, I wouldn't be. Mad. I don't want that to happen. I wouldn't be mad. But with the I Celtics don't have Bucks any optimism. Conference Finals. Yeah. I think that'll be entertaining. Yeah. There's just a lot to look forward to with these NBA playoffs. I mean, teams are starting to gel and they're starting to play really well. Correct. And we're into crunch time now. Um, we have some notes about the whole Rudy Gobert situation, Jake. But do we want to save that for if they somehow win without? Yeah, him? I mean, there's not a whole lot. There's he not tried, a whole lot. Him and Kyle Anderson tried to fight Rudy Gobert. Gobert's kind of a dick. Yeah, so he's suspended during that Lakers game, um, and that's not going to help the Timberwolves at all. Um, but that's enough NBA talk for now, Jake. Like we said, there's a lot more on the way coming next week after the playoff games finish. Um, but to close out this episode real quick, um, we want to jump back to the NFL, of all things, for a little bit. Because yeah. we haven't talked about this a lot yet, um, but there has been some new reports on the updates for the teams who are building um, new stadiums. So obviously... The teams that we're going to talk about real quick are the Buffalo Bills, the Chicago Bears, and the Minnesota Vikings. Um, it's pretty. It's been pretty noted now that the Bills are. Have they started? Have they broke ground? Do you know off the top? I of don't your head? even know if it's fully confirmed yet. I don't, I don't think there's like a. Right. Well. Anyway. So the teams that we're talking about: Bills, Bears, Battlestar Galactica, um, Minnesota Bills. Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Buffalo Bills are expected to build a new stadium in the same spot in Orchard Park, right next to Highmark Stadium. Um, it's that's also so weird that's not Ralph Wilson. I know. And the big talking point with that is the amount of tax dollars that are going into the funding of it. Dollar Eight, bills. $830 million from taxes. Lightweight. It's the most amount of tax money used to fund a stadium ever in American sports. I just did the cartoon Auga phase with the eyes and the tongue drop out and all. Yeah. That's what just happened. Um, they're the only ones right now. Besides, So the Vikings, obviously, they've recently built a new stadium. And we have a, a, a dollar amount for the renovations that they're going to be doing for U.S. Bank Stadium and the surrounding area, which is where a lot of that money is going to. But we haven't really figured the total cost of the Bills Stadium yet because they are just renderings still. Yeah, they, they did like a there's like a there's been waves of renderings that come that have come. Is out. rendering the virtual? Was that the virtual? That's a studio. yes. Okay. Yes, cool. it's like a virtual drawing or you know. Well, they put out like the it was like a whole three D tour almost of what it would almost. look like. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And that that was projected like five billion, I think. And eight hundred thirty million dollars. Isn't that kind of insane that like. It's not Los Angeles. It's not Las Vegas. This it's is Buffalo, New Buffalo, York. It New is a York. big, but it is not that level of a city. I don't know how a five billion. Also, I love you, Buffalo. I love Bills fans. I don't know how well they'll treat the stadium. We'll see. I don't know. They, <laughs> I know you have I, lots of Bills fans too. Yes, and and, and I, it's not that I don't. But let's if we're talking. I mean, NFL fans are disgusting to begin with. Right. In general. But Bill's Mafia has become pretty known for, you know, the antics that they've come up to in the parking lots of that stadium. They treat Highmark Stadium as like a mecca. Yeah, so maybe not the stadium itself. The, not the stadium the itself, but the, the parking surrounding lots. Areas. It's just, so one of my friends, yep. shout out to you, James, he lives in Buffalo now. Good He's, for you, James. I consider him a Buffalonian. And well, 
other people that I've known for years who also live in Buffalo, they revere the Bills. Yeah. On, a, on a spectrum that I don't know other... Obviously, I would put it on par with how people root for the New York Yankees. Or oh, I understand. I understand how important the Bills are to Buffalo. Right. I have I have friends. So I went to college with Buffalo that. getting a new stadium yeah. like this, completely teched out, open air. It's just it it feels like it makes sense for the city. But I wanted to ask someone who I know and I can trust with their football knowledge yeah. to talk about. Hey, what are some of these things that have got you thinking about the Bills' new stadium? And I want to share with you some of the thoughts that he had because some yeah. of them I completely agree with, but there are others where I'm like, I would have changed things differently. Yeah, mine was just the, the dollar amount seems seems a bit egregious for a town like a city the size of Buffalo. Right? He I said, mean, Los Angeles and Vegas they have billions. Of they dollars. have billions of dollars. Yeah. Texas cities yeah. they have billions of dollars. Yeah. New York, Western New York, even though is they're not a billion dollars. New York City, even though those teams are New Jersey, yeah. technically that's still the tri-state it's area. It's different. That's, yeah. and even they different. share a stadium. Right. Yeah. Um, he goes. I love the design of the new stadium and how they are looking to encapsulate the spirit of Buffalo. The fact that it's still in Orchard Park not only makes logistical sense, as there's no room in Buffalo, in downtown Buffalo. It also makes sense historically. Buffalo is big on heritage and history. <coughs> Excuse me. Which leads into the final part, which I asked him about having possibly a roof. Mm-hmm. And he said the biggest thing with this debate about the roof is the offense. And the game now leads to not being played well in the snow. We just recently saw this in their playoff game with the Bengals. Josh Allen has only lost two games in temperatures below 40 degrees in his career. I understand that his stats drop in these games, but literally any quarterback minus Joe Burrow in that most recent playoff game, they would also drop as well. So overall, I like it not having a roof. Don't shy away from the Buffalo atmosphere. If they were concerned with weather in December, they would have moved when they could have, which was like a decade ago when they were almost bought and moved to Toronto. Yeah, the end of Ralph Wilson, right? And yes, when the end of Ralph Wilson came, they had to find new ownership. And people were worried that they were going to move out of Buffalo. Because like you were saying, Buffalo, obviously, it's a great city. Like, we appreciate it's the second largest city in New York State. Yeah. You can't take that away from it. Yeah. The Queen City. <coughs> the history, One of the, like, eight Queen Cities in the country. The history, <laughs> the heritage of Buffalo, New York, is without question. Um, yeah, shout but, out to the Beef and Weck. Shout out to Beef and Weck. Shout yeah. out to Buffalo Wings. Shout out to Buffalo Sauce. Shout, out, shout out to Loganberry. Right. <coughs> um... But real quick, before we move on, um, I said, as a Buffalonian now, imagine the prospects of events other than football using that space. Well, so that's what it comes down to. Is It's the same. A lot of these stadiums, it's they're now event hubs. They're that's not just where, NFL stadiums. That's anymore. where I would disagree with. Right. Obviously, you can still have the – I believe you can still have that same Buffalo heritage with having a roof. Protecting your investments. I think a retractable roof is the move. The thing is that with the retractable roofs, yeah. they can't handle that much snow. Oh, that's fair. So yeah, that makes you would have sense. to make Minnesota. Uh, you, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Right. You would have to make a fixed roof, which I would, if I was somehow, some way involved with the design and concepts of this architecture project of yeah. building a new stadium in Buffalo, I would put a roof on it. Yeah. Because like we're saying, you see a lot of new sports facilities, you know, arenas, fields, whatever you want to call them yeah. across all major sports. They are entertainment districts now. Yeah. 
They are not just the stadiums. No, not at all. I mean, it's that's... different for Buffalo because they make their own entertainment. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the biggest example that I can think off the the top of my head because I see them so often is mm-hmm. the Atlanta Braves. They make in millions of dollars for renting out spaces in that entertainment plus and encircling Truist Park yeah. is movie theaters, restaurants, bars, hotels that the Braves make money. Yeah, for. yeah. Turner knows what he's doing. Turner <laughs> knows what he's doing. Yeah. So. When you're building a new stadium, and obviously my team, the Bears, are also in the makings of this whole project. But with Buffalo, they settled on Orchard Park, which I agree with. I think that's fine. That's smart. Whatever. I don't think these stadiums should be in the middle of these giant-ass cities anyways. Unless it's something like Vegas, where it's just like desert, giant city, desert. I'm going to get to that later, too, because yep. there are some things with Soldier Field where you know that being in the middle of the city kind of makes sense. But that's Chicago. Not yeah, ball. but Chicago is also kind of built around Soldier Field. Exactly. That's been there for 100 years. It's a little, it's slightly it's a, it's different. It's a little different yeah. than the Buffalo situation, but I would say put a dome on it. Make it a dome. Uh, so, because look at, look at, um, I'm always going to call it the Carrier Dome, Yeah. but the dome yeah, at it's like Syracuse. CMA now or something like that. JMA Dome JMA. or something. They're able to have events throughout the entire year. Syracuse University gets money from that. Yep. So uh, Erie County taxpayers are paying eight hundred and thirty million dollars. Yeah, I was gonna say, allow me to sit the fence here. So if you're put, if you're getting eight hundred and thirty million dollars of tax-funded money put yep. into this, you think those people paying that tax should be able to experience that stadium all oh, year yeah, round? Yeah, I think so. No, yeah. So allow me to sit the fence here. Go ahead. Play both sides, right? Yep. I understand. If you are from Buffalo and you're a Bills fan, the the elements the outdoors that is a part of who you are it's in, it's ingrained in your veins it's a part of you and i understand it and it's one of the f- few places in professional football that kind of feels old school football that, in terms of lambo, december and I, right. and lambo yeah and i completely understand it and i'm a huge proponent of that i loved i hate turf i love playing on grass i love muddy games i love the and i was a center i handled the ball i loved there's a game when I was in college. We played Morrisville State. I played at Ithaca. Oh yeah. yeah, It was 35 to nothing. You couldn't see a single line on the field. It looked like uh, what's the what's the movie with George Clooney? There's a bunch of those. Leatherheads. I. The fo- it was a football one. Like uh-huh. they were playing in the 20s, and they were all all just muddy and everything's got football weather. Yeah, it was literally it literally was just it was just mud. Right. Nothing else. Yep. That was the most fun game I've ever played in my life. Mm-hmm. We won 35 to nothing too. That was part of it. That was but part of it. I mean. So I'm all for that. I get it. But logistically, that was going to be my point before you brought it up. Mm-hmm. If they're paying that much money, they need to make the money up somehow. Obviously, Bills fans are going to support their team. They're going to go. They're going to buy tickets. They're going to make that money It makes back Buffalo eventually. a more desirable city, too. Right. You wouldn't have to rely on... I mean, I mean, it's fun to go there, but like Darien Lake... In the summertime. Yeah, but that's not Buffalo. They can say exactly. Buffalo. Buffalo, like, New York, but you're in Darien. Like, you're in Darien Lake, New York. And the side, what you can do with a football stadium compared to a hockey hockey arena, right? huge difference. It's just the amount of the amount of changes that could happen, the prosperity that, could, that these stadiums have on these regions. Atlanta has fallen in love with Truist Park and the event spaces surrounding it. Nashville, they're, Nashville, the Tennessee Titans, they're also in the beginnings of a talk with building a new stadium, and their entire thing is keeping the Titans in downtown Nashville because they want an entertainment place. They want correct. They want to get this money into these teams because everything is more expensive. And I'm, like I said earlier, I'm supportive of the Bills staying in Orchard Park. I think that's great. Yep. 
It just makes sense logistically. There's no room in Buffalo. There's no room in downtown. No, no, where, where the stadium is is great. Yes. And, and but the location's I, great. From the end of January, yeah. in the middle of winter, all the way until like now. Yeah, I'd even say not May. E- not even yet. I'd even right? say we're May, got, yeah. we're getting lucky yeah. with our weather right now. Yeah. But even like from early from mid January, the end of the regular season, mm-hmm. all the way through to May, that space is pretty much unusable. Yep. And that's just five months worth of events and concerts and all these other things that you could also experience that venue in, yep. which would help the Bills in the long run because yep. they're going to own this stadium. Yep. What like, if they What if they were to say, I don't know, get a professional soccer team? Right. Like expand on things like that. Right. I mean, you never know. You never know, right. but there's more possibilities now. Mm-hmm. 100%. You know? You, I mean, it's stupid, mm-hmm. but, I mean, you could... I don't know. There's a lot of things. It's with- legit. I understand it from both perspectives. Like, yes. from a personal... I agree with what your friend said, James. Mm-hmm. I, I get that. I would feel the same way. I think, but if you look at it logistically, it makes way more sense to put a roof on it. Just and he's not wrong for where the league is going first and foremost, but right. also, just pure money standpoint, it makes the most sense. Yes, um, but it's interesting to see what these teams are going to do. Uh, there, there's obviously been a trend set, a precedent, if you will, of teams building new stadiums and you know reaping the rewards. We've seen it very successful. In baseball, I mean the NFL is the most profitable business in America. Baseball has been obviously losing revenue lately, but teams are making that up with these entertainment districts, and the NFL is stupid not to do that. The the Rams and the Chargers, SoFi Stadium, mm-hmm. they have an entertainment district all around that stadium. I mean, if you go to Philadelphia, all the stadiums are right there. South I don't know. Philly, if there's, I don't know if there's necessarily an entertainment district. No, but it's different. Because, but they're all right there. Right. Same with Kansas City. Yep. Um, and it Detroit. Used to, Detroit. It's all like that. A and, lot of them are like that. Right. And so it's like these national holidays, you would say, for you know teams' first opening days. And when Buffalo's new stadium opens, that's going to rock the shit out of that city. It's going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. It's going to be expensive. But I would argue that having a dome, having able, being able to have more events throughout the year would also be, you know, worth it oh, in yeah. the end. Oh, yeah. Because maybe, just maybe, if you build a dome... That opening day ticket might not be as bad, but yeah, no, it's a it's a tricky situation, and it'll be a big top with the Bills being so nationally relevant at this time. That's something that we're gonna discussion. be keeping an eye on, along with many of other things in these in the sporting world that Jake and I inhabit, that we ever so love. Um, but for that, Jake, I think it's time we call it quits on episode ten. Oh, I thought you were going to say in general. I was like, well, it's been fun, Nick. No, you know, it's been fun, man. <laughs> you know, uh, we've had a good run. No, but episode 10, um, we say we want to keep these episodes shorter, but we are at an hour now. So that's fine. We plan for an hour. That's fine. We plan for an hour anyway, and we had a lot of good content talk today, and I'm excited to see some playoff stuff happening. Playoff Next. hockey's coming up. Playoff hockey Just a quick, we, don't, we haven't up. talked about hockey, but the Bruins just broke the win record last night. Yes. 63 wins, and they have a couple more games, to, and they need... Five they're, more. They're one... They have five more? Five more regular season games. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay, well, they're it one... happens this week. Like, they're one point away... They're one point away from breaking the Canadians' all-time point record. Mm-hmm. So let's just give a quick shout-out to the Bruins. They're an absolute wagon. Um... <laughs> I love hockey playoffs. Keeping, I don't like the Bruins, but I love hockey they're playoffs. They're keeping the Sabres out of the playoffs because of it, but well, whatever. They also suck. But. Well, no, they don't. 
They've turned it around this year. I know they're about they're about the same as they're, the Islanders. They're on the cusp. No, they aren't too bad. They aren't much worse than the Islanders. Oh, shout out to Linus Allmark though. Shout out to Linus Allmark <laughs> having a career turnaround that no one saw coming. I di- I didn't. Um, I've had Sabres fans be like, "No, bro, I saw this coming." It's like, no, no, no you no. didn't, because then they would have kept it. We got we got Devin Levi now, but yeah. um, obviously more baseball talk too. Correct. Um, NBA playoffs is going to be the prominent focus of mm-hmm. next week, um, but we're going to talk about hockey. We're going to talk more about baseball. And just some random other things. Oh, before we go, Jake, we yes. obviously have to talk about this. Okay. OBJ is a Raven. Oh, yeah. OBJ is a Raven. One year, $18 one, million. One year, $18 million. Spotted at the club with Lamar. Well, they were on FaceTime. No, they were at, at the club. club too. They were at a club, and someone's. Li- there's literally a girl like, welcome Lamar and OBJ, and they're sitting next to each other, like oh, in front of the I side. saw the picture of them FaceTime. They did FaceTime, but, but I didn't they see the were club. in a club together last night. That like, was something that we didn't talk about. Today. Well,. Yes, I mean that's crazy. You're right. We didn't talk about it. That's crazy. The Ravens in are paying. The Ravens are paying everyone but their star quarterback. Well, so if Lamar is there, does that mean he's going to stay? Well, he's also. I mean, he's on the franchise tag, so like he has the ability to play one more season for forty three million dollars. But no, it's less than that because it's the non exclusive. Oh, you're right. It's you're still right. like it's right. still like upper thirty, so it's like boohoo. It's very but, yeah. high amount of money. Yeah. Um, but Lamar, it's going to be an interesting year for that Ravens team. Uh, they got OBJ, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just had to fit that in there somehow. Yeah, I, I, completely, I honestly, I completely it kind of just like it happened yesterday on Easter, and it just kind of squeaked past me. Yep, I've had Adam Schefter's tweet notifications on for a month now, just waiting for Rogers news, and there's nothing except for the fact that Joe Douglas said it's going to get done. Cool, love that. He said it. I think he was talking to. Is it Van Pelt? No, he was he was talking to somebody like mid interview. I was like, yeah, it's gonna happen. Love it. Like on a stage in front of people. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, can't wait for that to happen. Well, yeah, maybe one day. I've, I've been I've heard rumblings that it's gonna be after the draft. I wouldn't be surprised that they're waiting to see how the draft plays out yep. and who, if someone falls because and this then and that. do you think the Jets would be more willing to give up picks next year after they've already controlled their own draft this year? Yes. Yeah. So and I also believe that the the Packers. It being a draft day thing, seeing who if they want 42 or 43, see who's there around that time. Yep. Or even at 13, say the top three tackles are gone and the Jets are kind of in yep. purgatory. Are they then comfortable with giving it up and getting something back or something along those lines? You know what I mean? Yep. I think it makes more sense, but more that's of a that conversation news, for a different time, too. Right. More of that news on the way in these coming episodes. We are 10 episodes deep, Jake. Double digits. Double digits we've finally reached. Um, it's been really fun. It's been really exciting. We've got a lot more fun, exciting content on the way for you all. Um, until then, follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Upair Podcast. Um, i got to make more TikToks. Uh, yeah. We're busy, guys. We have one. Yeah. yeah, we are both busy. I know I said I golfed earlier today, but for a reason. We both work two jobs, Nixon, grad school. Yep. We, uh, we do the best we can, so we appreciate you guys listening when you can. Absolutely. Um, all, the, all the nice comments that we've seen. Um, I know a lot of you people enjoy me getting a little hyped up, a yeah, little, little ramped. Nick becomes a South Pole Elf sometimes when he's incorrect about things. We can't really, not, not much we can do about it. Can't change it. No. Nope. Um, and you're about to see another one this episode. <laughs> That's like, what, three in a row? Yeah. Um, let's make it four next week. Listen, let's just be honest. I have a, I have a tendency to do this. To you, have, you have that I have this effect on people, yeah. Yes, you do. But I love it all the same. So... On to next week, Jake. We'll try to find another JFK next, another JFK joke next. Find week. another JFK. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, there's got to be another Kennedy somewhere. Isn't like one of them like running for president? 
There's like a Kennedy running for president. You better never use a convertible. <laughs> like, that, e- like ever. On that note, I am Nick. I am Jay. This has been Up in the Air, Episode 10. We will see you all next week. Hasta la pasta. Bye.